Welcome to Six Pack. I'm your host, Erin Inselman. This is an uncut show that supports parents in the enjoyment of raising children and having the fire and spirit to do life, with a side of sarcasm and humor, of course. I'm a mom of six, a wife, and a business owner in the health and fitness industry. Each week, myself and other experts will be sharing pointers and stories on parenting, self-growth, health and fitness, and relationships. Join me for this real and raw show dedicated to sharing tips, tribulations, and the triumphs of everyday life. Hello, welcome back. I hope you had an amazing week this week, and thank you for joining me again. So today, I wanted to talk about happiness, different ways that we can find in this trying time right now in our country to be happy. So just different methods for personal growth and our mental well-being. Because don't you want to live a rich and vital and fulfilling life? I mean, I do. And every day, I have to work at it. We've all heard the sayings. We've all heard people tell us before, well, just think positive or just believe it. I think I've even said this a couple times on the podcast myself. I know I've said it to my children, but happiness can be hard to find and even harder to hold on to for long periods of time. In fact, there's some days, have you noticed when you wake up and you're just really happy and then all of a sudden, like that happiness just disappears for no good reason. Like nothing happened, it just disappears, leaving you feeling maybe angry or scared or sad or alone. And then you have to wonder, what just happened? So let's talk about some tips on habits that could possibly lead to us thriving in our life instead of just surviving. The way I look at it, we have some options. We can make a choice. We can choose to focus on happiness and joy, or we can choose to focus on hardship. We can change the voice, you know that little voice that's in our heads, to create a positive inner voice that's not just always criticizing ourselves and criticizing us. The other thing is we need to practice. This isn't easy. We have to practice mindfulness. We have to practice on how to be productive instead of feeling overwhelmed and overloaded. And I know I've spoken about this before, but we also need to give ourselves grace for allowing ourselves to feel and accept that pain that we might be in or what we might be going through instead of shutting down when things get difficult. So what does this look like? What are some things that we can do? Let's break it down a little bit. Let's start with joy. Again, making the choice to be joyful instead of focusing on the hardship. Joy is magnified when we savor the things that make us happy, no matter how small or how large those things may be. And one way we can do it is by showing our joy. Smile, dance, sing, whatever does it for you, take a moment to express your joy. Don't be afraid to do that. Now, maybe not like in the middle of the supermarket or something, but in your car, Who cares if the person next to you at the red light is staring at you? If anything, if they see you singing and dancing and they look over at you, you probably are creating joy for them as well. Another is to celebrate your joy, whether it's a joy or a happy moment for you, or maybe it's something that someone else is experiencing. Take time to celebrate that. Now, celebrations, they can be simple. It can be a high five or a hug or writing someone out a note or a card full of encouraging words, or sending them a text. Or it could be something grand, like a party or a gathering, or celebrating 
something that's happened to you in a post. But the point is, is that unless you make it a celebration or an occasion, it's going to pass you by. It's going to lack meaning. So Brian and I actually just celebrated our 23rd wedding anniversary this weekend. And we were kind of challenged to do something for our anniversary. Usually we, Brian and I, were just kind of low-key, or I shouldn't say maybe low-key, but we just let life kind of consume us sometimes, especially with things with business or the kids. We've kind of gotten in this rut that we've done it for so many years that don't really celebrate the things that deserve that celebration. And so, like I said, we were kind of challenged this year. Many of you know that I've talked about before, we have a life coach and he didn't know it was our anniversary, but during one of our calls this week, we had mentioned that this weekend we were coming up on 23 years of marriage. And he's like, oh my gosh, what are you guys doing? You know, because to him, like 23 years is such a big feat. And there, see, I did it again. 23 years is a big feat. I mean, it's something to be celebrated, and yet we weren't going to do anything about it. And he suggested, oh, my gosh, at least guys go out to dinner or you should get a hotel or you've got older kids that can watch your younger kids. Because, of course, that is like always my excuse is that, well, you know, I don't really have anybody to watch the younger kids or I don't want to ask my parents or I don't want to ask his parents or I don't want to ask the kids or, you know, right now with everything kind of going on still, I mean, trying to be careful with everything with COVID, like, do we have a babysitter come over? Do we not have a babysitter come over? So, of course, or again, it was just excuses over and over in my head. And so, you know, he really challenged us to do something. He's like, no, you guys have to send me pictures. Like you have to send me photos of what you guys decide to do for your anniversary because you don't do things enough with each other and it's going to put a strain on your relationship. And it has put a strain in our relationship multiple times, you know, over the years because we don't celebrate those things that are joyful to us. And so we were talking and it was, I think, like a Friday night. And I said, I was looking up kind of like, okay, well, I'm Let me look up the price of hotel rooms and everything or to see what's even available, you know, because like I said, with things with COVID, who knows really kind of what is open and what isn't. And I was looking them up and like locally, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like what I would pay for a hotel room, you know, just a night to kind of get away or just a night to have like a full night of sleep and not be interrupted would absolutely be amazing. And it was less than what it would be for Brian and I to go out to dinner. So it was kind of like a no-brainer for me. So I had brought it up to him and I said, you know, I said, we could totally do this. I mean, we have the big kids home right now. They could watch the little kids. And really, like, we deserve it. We should celebrate, you know, everything that we've been through over the last 23 years. And, you know, Brian's first response was, well, I'm not home very much. Like, I work so much that I just feel like that that's just taking away time that I could be spending with them because I don't get to spend very much time with them. And, you know, the other thing is, is that we're moving two of our kids to Florida here in a couple of weeks. And he's like, you know, that's just another added expense. Like, we really don't need to be doing that right now. We have a lot of travel. We have a lot of other things coming up as far as it's expensive to move. And so, you know, moving the kids to a different state obviously, you know, has to be budgeted. And so he was making up all these excuses and they were all very logical. Like, I actually found myself like, I wasn't even upset that he was bringing up those things because I agreed with him. I'm like, you know, that part in your head that's like, yeah, you're right. I mean, it would be nice to actually just spend some time with the family or like, I know he's not here very much, 
that he obviously is wanting to spend some time with the kids. And, and, you know, and the other thing is, like I said, the expenses, like logically that total, I mean, I'm usually the one that's like the penny pincher where he's usually the one that, you know, you kind of have to rein in sometimes. And so for him to say that, you know, made me take a step back and think, holy crap, like, you're right. We don't need that extra expense. And so I just kind of left it and I dropped it. I'm like, yeah, you know, we we're good. We can just, yeah, let's just all hang out together. It's fine. No big deal. And I left it at that and I didn't think any more of it, really. And then the next day, which was the day of our anniversary, he said, you know what? Why not? Let's go stay the night in a hotel. Let's get away. And so I was like, really? Like, what the heck just happened? Like, I didn't even have to hound him about it or anything. Like, I was totally okay with the decision that we had made the night before. But then when he said that, I got so excited because I'm like, wow, this is going to be so much fun. Like, we can... You know, it's like a little staycation, you know, in a sense where we weren't going very far. We were going like 15 miles away, but still the thought that we were going to check into a hotel, we were going to just have time and space to ourselves. We were going to be able to spend quality time together without any interruptions. And so we found a a great hotel that was, like I said, like 15, 20 minutes from where we lived. And it was down in a downtown setting. And then the next morning, they have a farmer's market. And I absolutely love going to the farmer's market. So I think I was actually more excited about that. I was like, oh my gosh, it's right next to the farmer's market. Like we can walk. This is going to be so much fun. And I had so much happiness and so much joy just by something that was really so small. So we actually spent the day of our anniversary with the kids and we played in the pool. We did some things and then we actually brought all of them and we ran a couple of errands that we had to do. And then we got ordered some takeout and we came home and we all had dinner together. And then it was enough time where the little ones were kind of getting wound down a little bit and they went for another little quick swim and Brian and I left. And so our older kids, you know, were able to just sit and watch a movie with them and everything like that. And then the funny thing is, is that the next morning when we actually woke up, it was like nine o'clock in the morning. And we were like, holy shit, we have never slept like this long before. But we were, it was uninterrupted. There was no like dog barking that needed to go out. There was no child that was coming into our bed to wake us up either in the middle of the night or in the morning. There was nothing that, you know, we had set, you know, where we had to do. And so we got up and we got ready and we walked down to the farmer's market and we had such a great morning together. We picked out a lot of fresh produce and there, and Brian bought me the most beautiful bouquet of flowers that, you know, a vendor had a bunch of wildflowers and it was absolutely gorgeous. And then We went back and loaded everything up in our car and stopped by a cute little cupcake place and got the kids all a bunch of, or a cup, each a a cupcake and a treat and came home and then, you know, just spent the rest of the day with them getting done the things that they needed to get done for the week and that we needed to get done for the week. But my point is that we weren't going to take that moment. We weren't going to take that moment to celebrate our 23 years, but Someone encouraged us to do that. And I am so grateful because it's honestly, looking back, it's probably one of the most memorable anniversaries that we have had. And it was so simple. And so I would suggest any of you to maybe take some of that time and celebrate those happy things in your life. 
And don't be afraid to think outside the box. Because typically my old story would have been, you know, oh, you guys had an anniversary. Oh, what'd you do? Oh, you know, we didn't really do much or because we don't take that time for ourselves to celebrate. And, you know, many times I think just in general, we find ourselves doing that. We don't talk about the joys that are in our life. Like, for example, if somebody asks you like, oh, how was your day? Instead of saying or like how you're doing, instead of saying things like, um, oh, it was okay or you know, this happened and this happened and this happened. Nobody's going to want to ask you how your day is anymore, how you're doing, because they are afraid that all you're going to do is pound them with things that happened that were wrong or negative things where we need to remember to talk about the happy things that happened in our day, even if it's only a handful of happy things. Wouldn't you much rather talk to someone who focuses on the happy things that happened during their day instead of the negative things that happened in their day. So when I think of happiness or I think of joy, immediately like color comes to my mind. And so when I think of different things that make me happy, there's color to it. There's vibrancy to it. For example, when you get like a compliment on your outfit or your hair, or you did a job at work really well, or your spouse, you know, thanks you for something that you've done. Those are all colorful things to me. Those are things that are happy and bright and, like I said, vibrant. So if we don't celebrate that color, that love that's in front of us, then we actually run the risk of only seeing gray. If we're only focusing on the things that are going wrong in our nation or fear that we have that's possibly happening right now with some of our health issues or we're consumed by the media and the news, then all we're doing is focusing on that gray in our life. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a person of happiness, of joy, a person that adds color to people's lives instead of a person that only sees gray. Something that I do in order for me to make sure that I am choosing that optimism, that I'm choosing that gratitude is I know I've talked about this and I know I've talked about journaling before, but is I just write down or I think about, I even spoke about how at like at night before I go to bed, I go through like a gratitude walk in my head where I think about three things that I'm grateful for each day. And it doesn't have to be something huge or profound. You know, it doesn't have to be big or obvious. It can be the small things, the incidental things, the things that just kind of strike a chord with you. But most of all, don't forget to focus on like the people that you're around and the kindness and the love that you got from them, because that is what's going to fill your heart with joy. And then another thing, another little fun little tip that you can do in order to kind of try to create this habit of happiness and joy is a happiness jar or a gratitude jar. So what you do is you make notes of things that you're grateful for, things that have already happened to you in your life or things that are happening right now to you in your life. And just on like a small piece of paper or fun colored paper, you know, write things down that are meaningful to you, that make you happy, that make you joyful, that make you grateful. Then fold each of those little pieces of paper and put them in a jar. And this jar is going to become like your fountain of joy, your fountain of gratitude, your fountain of happiness to where, you know, maybe you're kind of stuck in a rut or you're having kind of a bad day or something happened and you just need that reminder that there is things in your life to be grateful for in things in this world to be grateful for. And now you have something like that's tangible that you can grab and then you can reflect upon it. 
the next thing is like, how do we change our state of mind? Like, how do we get that little voice in our head that sometimes like picks at us and is negative to be positive? How do we cultivate that like inner experience or that inner life for ourselves? Well, the first thing we need to do is take a step back from ourselves and observe our mind and our body because our inner life reflects our sleep, our rest, our relationships, and the positive feelings that we have. We must take care of ourselves and our lives on an ongoing basis. But let's be honest, like if this were easy, then everybody would be doing it, right? It is not easy. It is not easy to take that negative voice in our head and turn it into positive thoughts and feelings all the time. Making that kind of transformation is really tough. It's tough to tackle. And all of these areas at once can be super overwhelming. So that's why we need to start small. Small things, they make a big difference in our happiness. We might not be able to control the thoughts that come to us, but we can control the way that we respond to those thoughts. So I'm going to go over just a couple of ideas, and I just want you to choose one. Challenge yourself to give it a try. So let's say that there's a thought that you just, it's like eating away with you. You can't shake it. It's painful. It's ruining, you know, some of your happiness or your inner life. It's making you maybe feel self-conscious. So notice what those thoughts are. And again, acknowledge your mind, acknowledge yourself for doing its job to protect you because that's all that's happening is that when those negative thoughts come in your head or when those things come in your head that have caused you pain, like yourself is trying to protect you from not letting something like that happen again. And that's why many times we don't take some of the risks that we would normally maybe take or because it's fear that's um, holding us from doing something. But then stop and ask yourself, is this thought that is in my head, is this thought that I'm having right now, is it helpful? And Have I heard this story in my mind before? So in other words, is this the same story that I keep telling myself over and over? And how long have I been telling myself this story? Like what would happen if you let yourself get caught up in this story? How would you feel if you told yourself this story? Would this be a good use of your time and energy to pay attention to this thought? First of all, most of the answers to that question would be the fact that it's not helpful right now. It is the same story. It's the same story that you repeat over and over in your head. Story is probably taking up so much energy. So take a step back from those thoughts and remember that that thought is not in control. Your mind can say whatever it wants to and you can do the complete opposite. Why? Because you get the control of your actions, not your mind controlling you. So take action and try to live by those values. Positive and negative emotions may show up for reasons that we just don't understand or for no reason at all. But positive feelings like happiness, they can be cultivated. It just takes a little bit more time and a little bit more effort, a little bit more intention and a choice to participate. Now, unfortunately... I don't know exactly what those things might be for you. I know what they are for me, but only you know what makes you feel good. So I can't just throw out some universal things that can make everybody feel happy. But what I can do is ask you a question. Do you know what those things are? 
If you do, then perhaps like the daily demands have gotten in your way for way too long. And now you've simply gotten out of the habit of scheduling some time for yourself or some time for joy or fun. If you feel like you have gotten into a rut and you aren't really enjoying some things in your life anymore or taking time to be playful in your relationships or taking time to have some fun, then your homework is to put it on the calendar. Schedule yourself some fun. That needs to be a priority because when you are happy and you are joyful, it's going to affect so many areas of your life. So how do we cultivate this positive feeling? Let's change it up a little bit. Okay, another thing that we can do, another option, another choice that you can choose to come up with in order to try to practice a little bit of mindfulness and find that inner life for yourself is first, make a list of the things that you used to enjoy but that you haven't done for a while. So they could be anything from things that you enjoyed maybe doing by yourself. Like maybe you loved to read and maybe you enjoyed spending that time by yourself and reading. But then, you know, once kids came and once busy work schedule came and activities for everyone, you just don't have that time to do that for yourself. Or maybe it was something you enjoyed doing with some of your friends. Or maybe you were involved a long time ago in team sports or something. And that was something that you absolutely loved to do. Do, but you just haven't done it in a while. Whatever it is, write down everything. No judgment, not at this point. Write down everything that you can think of without judging yourself because it's just a list. All right, the second thing, list number two. Now you're going to make a list of everything that is not on list number one that you think you want to try, that you want to give it a go. Maybe it's something on your bucket list, or maybe it's something that like one of your friends recommended to you. Who knows? Anything. Again, don't judge yourself. Just write it down. Like for example, one of my things that was on list number two when I had done this activity was, you know, the axe throwing that you can go to. So not necessarily something on my bucket list, but something that was recommended to me that someone did. And they're like, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. And so, you know what? I We wrote it down. I wrote it down and Brian and I did it as a date night. And it was hilarious. Like we laughed so much and there were different games that we could play to it, but it was probably something maybe that I never would have done if someone hadn't shared their fun experience or joyful experience with me. So if you're thinking about doing something, take action. It's essential that you take action for anything that like might make you even feel a little nervous. Ask somebody to go with you, somebody to do it with you so that you're not doing it alone. And then take note about how you feel about that. Now, I want you to relook at those lists. Look at list number one, the list that you made of things that you used to do that you enjoyed, but you just haven't done in a while. And ask yourself, why have I not done these? Now, some might not be realistic anymore, but the important thing is, is that you tapped into that happiness. And are there things on there that you can start doing again? And you just needed to remind yourself of how happy that it made you. And then looking at list number two, what are those things that you might want to try and ask yourself why you haven't done them? And maybe it's just because you needed to generate a list, like you needed to actually write them down. And now you can eliminate the excuse of not knowing what to do when you do have free time or you do want to go try something or you want a date night. 
So create a list of things that you maybe have never done before, but might want to give it a try or the things that you have done in the past that you know will create happiness for you. So the next tip or the next option, I guess, that I wanted to talk about is recharging that battery. For example, let's say that, you know, you work like a 40-hour work week and it's something that, you know, really consumes obviously a lot of your time. Maybe you have a stressful job. This is something that obviously like takes your battery, right? It takes your battery life. So by the end of your week, you just feel tired, you feel exhausted, you feel drained, But then say Saturday morning or Sunday, you have some things planned out where maybe you have created in your routine, like something that you enjoy, like every Saturday morning, you get up and you go for a run or you go work out or you have breakfast with, you know, a friend or um, you spend time with your family doing like game night or something like that. So these are things or activities that actually would rate high enough that give you enough like nurturing or spiritual charge or it recharges your battery, right? There are activities that you do on that weekend that give you more life and help you get ready for the week. So what I want you to do then is just kind of look at your calendar, look at your week and ask yourself, how many of those things during the week are draining my battery? And then what are things that I'm doing to recharge my battery? Now, As far as balance goes, like I personally believe that there is no such thing as like perfect balance. I really think that that's a very unrealistic thing. And I think it's a lot of pressure to put on ourselves to create this thing called balance in our life. Because I don't know about you, but my balance in life changes every single day, depending on the curveballs that are thrown at me or the things that I have that are going on. And so it's actually usually impossible for me to find whatever that, so to speak, perfect balance is. But what I do focus on is that it's up to me to figure out whether or not the things that I have scheduled are the right quantity and the right quality And the things that I'm doing that are taking battery or that are taking energy for my life, am I doing enough to recharge my battery, to recharge myself, to give me those small amounts of juice and energy to create a recharge for myself? So one activity based on this, as far as like the battery, that I mean, that's how I refer to it is like... My battery is like being drained during the work week, maybe by some things or even on the weekend. But then am I doing things to recharge my battery? So a fun activity that you could do is, like I had said, you kind of look at your calendar and you color code it. So using the colors of green and red. So green being the things that charge your battery, red being the things that drain your battery. So you can either look at your calendar or you can do this again in the list format. So if you were going to do in the list format, so let's make a list of like all of the things that drain you. So in red, or like I said, if you have a calendar, you can just color code. That is your red time. So that is the stuff that like kind of eats at you, takes a little bit more maybe emotional, mental, physical energy from you. And then make a list or like I said, highlight in your calendar, that green time, that stuff that juices you, that stuff that, you know, kind of gives you like a spiritual recharge to where you're filling your battery back up. 
from there, just take a step back and look and consider, you know, are there changes that you would make if you were treating your mind and your body and your spirit, giving yourself the best chance for a sense of well-being for yourself? Like, you know, like I said, creating, you know, whatever is that keeps you going. Remember, we're not going for like this perfect balance. We're going for what works for you. And then there's going to be some weeks that you naturally have things that are just more demanding on you. Like I said, it's got to be flexible. I mean, things come up constantly on a day-to-day basis. And so this is just making sure that you have enough things in your life or things in your week that are recharging you so that it offsets that time that is draining from you. So making sure that you have like your green times are offsetting your red times, so to speak. And if you are finding that you have more red in your schedule than green, which most of us will, just asking yourself, are those green things that I'm having, is that recharging time? Is that meaningful time for me? Is that really something that is recharging my battery, that is making me feel alive, that is getting me ready for, you know, the next week that happens? And so you can ask yourself a couple of these questions. Is there anything in, we talked about this before, we talked about time, we've talked about delegating things. Is there anything that's red or that's draining my battery that I can delegate to somebody else? Or can I give up any of the things in that red, any of those activities that I might not need to be doing? Maybe they don't juice me. Maybe they don't give me energy and make me feel alive. So are there things that are coming up that are draining my battery or that are red that I can give up? Or can I, what are ways that I can get more green activities back in? We just generated in the option before things that you could try or things that maybe you would like to do that could create joy and happiness for yourself. So Do you simply just need to give yourself permission to enjoy more activities? And my guess is, I think that we all do. You know, when it comes to happiness and joy, there are a lot of things right now in all of our lives that we don't have control over. And for those of us that are like the control freaks, this is hopefully maybe just a way to show you or to give you some different activities or some different strategies on how you can take things that you do have control over to create your own happiness. You know, happiness itself, it's an emotional state. It can be hard to find some days, but it is so worth it. I mean, let's face it, the last few months seriously have been just a complete shit show. There's going to be times where we have to consciously change our state of mind where we have to release that pain, anxiety, or judgment that we might be consuming us. But wouldn't you agree that happiness and joy is just a much greater place to be? So challenge yourself to stop and reflect and choose happiness in your life because you deserve it and the people around you deserve it. I can't wait to talk to you again until next week. Have an amazing day. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Six Pack. I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard today. Please share this episode with a friend. And if you haven't already, click subscribe. Rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Have a beautiful week. And tell the important people in your life just how much you care about them. Much love and blessings to you all.